Good evening. This is your host, Karen. And good evening. This is your host, Paul. We both welcome you to Gum Chai with Karen and Paul. On behalf of Karen, myself, Sarianu. Sasrikad, Namaste, Salaam Alaikum. Well, Sarianu Jiyanu, Makana Magdia, Jatusi Punjabi Bulna Magdia. You're more than welcome to speak Punjabi, and if you want to carry on in English, you're welcome to speak in English. Jiti Zaban Vich Bulna Magdia. We're okay with both as we're all bilingual here. Since we live in a multicultural nation, it's only fair that we have a bilingual uh, debate show. So without any further ado, let's start this gum debate underway. Well, we have a very exciting show for you tonight. We have debaters from our own backyard and from the other side of the world. Yes, Karen, this just proves that interracial marriage is a very gum topic, not only here in Canada, but also abroad, as we have debaters from Surrey all the way down to India. Well, over the decades, we have experienced many changes within the South Asian community. Changes such as arranged marriages to love marriages and from live-in relationships to interracial marriages. Well, certain changes with our community have been accepted. For example, we're seeing more and more interracial marriages in our community. Karen, as you know, when we attend a lot of our friends and families' uh, events, we, see, we always see a presence of international uh, partners. It's nice to see people from all walks of life freely coming without, you know, without any borders uh, and being accepted. Well, exception, I'm not sure. You know, in some cases, it is merely tolerated and not necessarily accepted. What is the difference? Well, when change is tolerated, it is accepted artificially on the surface, whereas acceptance comes from within the soul. For example, if your best friend's daughter chose to marry interracially, you could tolerate it, but would never accept it if it was your own daughter doing the same thing. Well, some would argue changes are taking place when it comes to interracial marriages. Uh, they're being accepted more with open arms, even though some still might, be, uh, might frown uh, upon, but the concept of walls of resistance are slowly being torn down, perhaps not as quickly as we'd like them to. Well, once again, you are listening to Garmcha with Karen and Paul, the only debate show within the South Asian community where we bring controversial topics to our platform and, unlike others, ask tough questions. As we stated in the beginning, we have a fabulous debate set for this evening. I would like to welcome individuals debating in favor of interracial marriages. They are Chanchal from Richmond, B.C., Canada, and Parm from beautiful Surrey, B.C., Canada. And it gives me a great pleasure to introduce those debating against interracial marriages. They are Bhavana Dawan from all the way from Delhi, India. And I regret to say that uh, because of technical difficulties, we have not been able to um, connect with um, our debater from Glasgow, Scotland. So we will carry on. But we are hoping that he'll be able to uh, sign into Zoom uh, prior to the end of our show. So ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls of all ages, with a cup of gum chai, let's enjoy a gum debate. Well, Chanchal, why don't you take this opportunity to provide our listeners a synopsis of your life experience and why you're in favor of interracial marriages? Well, first thing, like when I came to Canada, I went to business college here. I met a beautiful girl there and uh, she was not uh, my culture even. But I fell in love and uh, we went to school together in 1974. We got married in 1978. And we have lived actually together about six months together just to, to make sure we are comparable for each other. And uh, since then, I have no problem. My friends, my relatives, 
even my parents were in india they accepted it they were so happy that i chose my partner myself and uh, even my friends here they celebrated my weddings when we got married in 1978 they were all dance and all that they have no regret that why i'm married to an other culture so since then i have beautiful children they all i let them free do whatever you wanted my all three children married to a different culture and they are all happy so that's how i can tell intermarriage is a beautiful way to do it i am married so 42 years now and no problem in the family Chancho, all when, the friend yeah when you got married in 197 you said 1974 78 1970 were there a lot of interracial marriages at that time i knew i knew that a couple of my friends sisters were married to the the white guys you know at that time right and uh, they are still married no problem their children are free to go and there some married in our own culture some married in other cultures and they are happily ever after well part when you say you're married interracial did you marry uh, brown or white i my wife is white well part why are you for what what brings you to the side of being for interracial marriages Well, I think just because um we we obviously evolve and uh as adults and um you get to realize that people are just people, right? You know, we 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 kind of um taught religion our parents, you know, they're from India and my parents came from India and to England in 60 64. And so their programming was such that, you know, and they raised us to even my sisters to marry indian you know and um so there was there was a, there was a lot of that back then and so in our family uh, my older sister who was 18 she got married to a guy from india uh, in canada so she came from my parents obviously arranged uh, the wedding to come here and um probably lasted about 10 years she had two kids and then she left him and she she married um a canadian born japanese fella uh, obviously well educated and the rest of a nice guy and um but obviously my parents were very happy at that time that she left her husband right so my parents didn't talk to my sister for 10 years wow so this is going back to 1995 and then probably around 2005 after about i mean she they have a they have one child together as well brendan and um so obviously parents as they get older they you know they and we used to talk to our sister and um they they kind of they had to grow from that too but i think with the parents too because they're it's pre-programmed in them from a childhood and then this i mean first of all it's a pride right my dad was a very proud man very big man and um still is actually but uh, an egotistical too isn't it so they don't know those things the ego and and the pride and all the rest because like, they're not educated and, and and back then even in the 80s 90s and probably only in the last 12 15 years that um they've been able to educate themselves you know because of the shows that are on TV now they listen to the radio station and all the shows that we have even they've grown now but before it was what people said right and you know what what society going to think 
Well, were you uh, ever part of that too? That what is society going to think? What is my sister doing? Like she's not listening to mom and dad. She's not following the cultural views or the cultural rules, I should say. I, I supported her. Oh, okay. So you supported yeah, your sister? I yeah, I supported her because at the end of the day, she was something that she chose to do. And um, um, I mean, he wasn't a bad guy, her ex-husband. He never drank. He was... Uh, a great guy and all the rest of it, you know, he'd cook and clean and the rest of it. So he changed diapers. And so we couldn't say that he was any of those, but maybe because she was born in England and he was from India, there was always certain clashes, right? Of how, you know, control issues or, you know, you can't wear this or why did she worked in the bank? So she had a good job at the bank. So she had to dress up. Was your sister younger or older than you? Older. She's four years older than me. Okay. And what if it was the other way around? Uh, because I'm assuming that she was a breadwinner or some, someone that you respected. So, and you never thought, in, you know, in your eyes that she's doing anything wrong. Now, if your sister was younger than you, would your opinion still be the same? Yeah. Um, I think out of the three of us, I got two older, one younger sister. She had a love marriage, but she did marry an East Indian fella. Um... But at the same time, you know, like uh, I guess I would, I would have supported her, right? I just would have. Um, being born and raised in England too, so I get it. I mean, it, I mean, it's always easy to say, isn't it? That, um, like you said, caring about caring about acceptance, like it doesn't hit home until it actually hits home. You know, and somebody asks you about your kid and. And I have, and I've said present to myself, oh, my kids get married, I hope to marry a brown person. <laughs> um, and not a black guy or something. And I have said that. But, um, th- and that's probably part of genetics too. It's something that you've learned and, and stuff like that as a childhood. And I think we do carry that. Carry that. But if, if uh, my daughter or my son was to bring home another cultural goal, what, what, what can I say to them now? Right. Well, even with your, only some... were, did your parents, when you supported your sister, were your parents supportive of you supporting your sister or did you get backlash for that, that as well? We had to keep it hush hush because it just didn't like the conversation, right? No, of course. It just would stir them, right? So, Well, we, now we're going to uh, move on to beautiful Bhavana here that's been sitting quietly. <laughs> so Bhavana, what are your views? You're, um, you're not for it. So that, that, what, what brings you to that? Uh, what made you feel that interracial marriages is not the thing to do? Uh, well, uh, in my opinion, I feel that, uh, you know, while we, f- we feel that love may be the basis for a potential of a wonderful and an enriching relationship, it may be helpful for us to avoid believing that it's only love and love that will trump all the obstacles, because this is not really realistic. As it is, marriages are a lot of work. And if it becomes, it becomes even more harder and complex. If you were to marry someone who does not hail from the same community or from your faith and is not from your same race and religion, uh, I mean, it's, it's sad, but yes, that's true. Because if you're marrying someone outside of your race, uh, it would require the two people to be especially mature respectful and compromising and uh, 
while uh, they may take significant amount of effort, uh, sometimes there could be external influences that can cause irreparable damage between the couple. Uh, for example, there could be uh, the, the parents or the, the in-laws which are not accepting the relationship. As it is, uh, the marriage is a lot of challenge and uh, if the family is not for it, it could really uh, be a lot of, uh, you know, a, a huge task for the couples to make it work. Now, uh, they would constantly uh, keep, they might constantly complain about uh, the girl not being able to meet their expectations or speak the same language, or uh, they might fear that uh, the, the girl could, will not be able to carry forward their values or preserve the culture that they have, or may not even celebrate the same festivals that they have been celebrating over and over the years, you know. So uh, this could, I feel, have a negative impact uh, in, in the bonding of the couple, you know. And uh, I mean, uh, the long-term marriage might get significantly affected their, uh, you know, well-being level, the happiness quotient in the, in the relationship can get marred uh, significantly if you are not accepted by the society. Because believe it or not, it's a deep-rooted thing in our society. We may not say it openly, we may not speak it, but it is, uh, it is there. And uh, an analysis that has been conducted a decade ago found that 10 years after they marry, the interracial couples have a 41% chance of separation or divorce as compared with a 31% chance among couples who married within the same race. And this has been according to a study uh, by the National Survey of Family Growth. So, uh, you know, I, I feel the, uh, the data is there and also... I have personally witnessed many cases when uh, initially, uh, you know, it was all about being love. And uh, you feel that, you know, on a good day, it's just two people who really love each other doing the life together. And on a bad day, it's like it was as if it were our histories were in so much conflict that we'd never make it work. So an interracial couple will possibly face extra challenges in their marriage. Now this could make you feel hurt, you could feel sad, and you could at times be totally helpless with the situations because there is only so much that you can do. And remember, when you are in, a, uh, in, in this kind of a marriage, there could be a lot of issues in expectations and managing the expectations could be two ways. One is that as a couple, you have to manage the expectations because initially we may think that we, you know, we share the same world and we have the same vision for our future as together when we first fall in love. And yet the daily grind may soon make us realize that we view things differently. Because uh, it's, it's the culture, it's our culture that eventually shapes up. Even when we are growing a, 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 as a child, we have a certain imprinted belief system. I mean, uh, believe it or not, I mean, even as a child, he would know what to speak, how to speak. Uh, the parents will tell them that this is how you have to pray. This is your faith. This is how you are supposed to be. You are going into a certain society 
that would want you uh, to behave in a certain way or celebrate certain festivals. And it, it, it is very, very different when you are bringing cross-cultural people. There could be a lot of differences. Now, there could be a lot of issues. I mean, we will discuss as we go further, like when you are having children, it could be a huge issue as to what faith will they follow. Baba, and if your family... Baba, yeah. changes. I mean, it's obviously very important for us to evolve. You know, if it's a positive change, why not let it happen? For example, in India, you live in a very advanced uh, city. People are open-minded. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. Are people practicing uh, racial marriages there or no? Um, uh, not racial. I would not say racial marriages are as much, uh, uh, you know, predominant. In uh, Yes, you are very right to the extent that we are very liberal. Uh, we are living in a metropolitan and a lot of people are now open to the idea of accepting people. Uh, however, uh, I would say that there are certain uh, sections of the society which uh, are very rigid. They are still very orthodox in the kind of way they think. I mean, uh, let me tell you something. I know Indian parents, okay? They have young children who are studying in the US or some, you know, somewhere else. And they are secretly wishing that their, their child does not fall in love or romantically get, gets involved and comes back to them saying that I want to marry someone who but, is not from my past. Yeah, and you know what? Like, Gentle, what about you? How, like, she's saying we're brought up in a certain culture a certain way. And you were brought up in India. And then you come to a country, and all of a sudden there's a whole different liberation. You're dating interracially. I mean, did you find that there was that cultural difference? Like, what about your religion? What religion did your children adopt? Um you know, one of you had to be flexible to make it work. What was it? What was it that made you two work? Because you're probably one in many that has been successful. Uh, I, I, am I talking now? Yes, you are. Yes. Uh, okay. Well, <laughs> uh, first, I was open-minded even when I was in India. I was not a care about... Uh, I, I tell you, like, even like uh, in India, I was it talking about it's a low, high caste, low caste, untouchable. I even didn't believe in that. Uh, I have even a, once I was told when I was in a, in a college, I went to play outside a sports called Kabaddi. I was coming back home. I was putting my arm around one of the, what they call the shooter caste, untouchable person. My arm was around him. And my uncle saw me. He said, what were you doing there? I said, I came playing Kabaddi and he's my friend. Why are you doing it? I said, so I can friend to do whatever I want to do. You know, he said, go take a shower there, clean yourself. I said, I'm not going to do it, you know, because he's my friend. He's my friend. I was open-minded even when I was back home and I never cared about the society. What do they think over that? I said, my life, I have to enjoy the life. I wanted it. If I put my life for someone else, it's, it's not my life then. I have to decide what I wanted, how I'm going to be happy. I don't care about the neighbors, what they are thinking. So all my life was like that. My children are like that. I let them free. They, my three children are married into a different, my older my son married to a native woman. My daughter married to Indian. So my younger son married to half and half also. So I let them free and whatever you want to do it and what culture you want to follow, it doesn't bother me. What religion you want to follow is your choice, not me to tell you become a Sangh or a Hindu. 
you, so you decide you want to move anybody on. tell you like you know gentle it's time for you to move on you need to get out of this marriage you need to come back and be part of the indian society or was it, it was just very accepted said it maybe somebody never liked it but i never uh, i heard one rumors but nobody said it on my face you know and i never cared so i said if i start caring listening to people it was my life ruined not theirs why should i worry about their life than my own Pardon. so i'm happy since and so happy my friends are happy my children are happy that's what i want my family happy my parents happy my grandparents were happy my parents were so happy my taya what they call in india my dad's older brother he was so happy when i got engaged to my no wife you know yeah Pardon. i told them before i got married we were engaged now you know Pam, your sister, um, how many children does she have with her uh, husband? Uh, I have my sister. Um, uh, no, who? Parm. Uh, uh, my older sister has um, uh, one son, Brendan, who's now twenty. Oh, okay. And then she, yeah, and then she had uh, she has two previous a boy and a girl from her first marriage, and, um, and they're probably good twenty nine, twenty eight, thirty now. And what kind of relationship do you have? with the children um oh great uh, my um my sister lives in chelowak and she literally she's moved there quite a while ago now so obviously we don't get to see her as often i used to live out that way so i've always been closer to my older sister and um uh, brendan too and uh, johnny my nephew just got married last year um and my niece yeah we i get along fine with them i, I don't see him Many different way. No? Yeah, the, the reason I was asking because Karen and I we interviewed so many people, both males and females, and unfortunately we only can have two debaters on each side. And one thing that was consistent when we asked them why they're against interracial marriages is was to do with children. As you know, it's bad enough right now. Marriages are, uh, you know, they're taking a lot of. Uh, it takes a lot of work to make them work. Especially when you're, you know, just in your own community, let alone. I read too, so I know. <laughs> let let alone, let alone having children uh, from an interracial partner. So was this something that was difficult for them uh, in terms of how children should be raised, or were they, uh, you know, were they cooperate with, with one another and exposing both religions, if not more? Well, my oh, my older niece, um, she stayed with her dad more. As she got older, because she was more, um, I don't know if she was close to her dad, but because of her friends, and they were in the South End community then, she used to live in South End. So she was always that kind of independent girl where, um, you know, she had had friends from school and then and, and, and all that kind of stuff. Whereas my nephew was more uh, mummy's boy. So when they moved to Chilliwack from Burn Ted and Cam, they lived in uh, Burnaby for a while for a couple of years. And then, so he would always live with his mom. And um, and then obviously uh, Brendan came along, but um, no, no, I think the kids for the most part there, my sister too isn't um, highly religious and all that too, and Ted isn't either. And I don't See, think they carry too much of the cultural values. So I think that never really came too much into play. 
See, and that's the thing. I've actually have a, I, I spoke to a friend whose son is now married to a Christian boy. And um, when they went to go get married, the father of the bride said, well, he will not attend the wedding unless they have a Christian wedding. So they had to have a Christian wedding. Now the boy had to give up his religion, pretty much I felt his identity to become a part of a different family now when you ask him for him it was all about love but yet he wasn't even sure if he felt married because for him a wedding was always a Sikh wedding but he loves I mean they have a great relationship they're married they're happy but yet somewhere along the lines he feels he's lost himself he's lost his um, identity um how would you um, respond to that Bhavna I think that's very true, Karen, because I think that uh, due to, uh, you know, when you're marrying someone, you are marrying a whole lot of family, like, you know, especially in this part of the world, we say that it's not a marriage of two people, really. It's it's a marriage of the whole family. And uh, you look forward to getting accepted in the family. You look forward to uh, celebrating with them and being a part of the family. Now, if you were to mold yourself and compromise on your, uh, on your own identity of who you are, what you've grown up living, what you've grown up with, your value system, it could be a lot, you know. You, you, marry, you may marry initially, you know, like the way you just said that he had to convert. But maintaining that bond of love and managing the expectations is is not going to be very easy. Well, that's and, what I wanted, I've... Chantal. Like, how did you manage? Like, what did you do with your children? What religion did you choose? Which identity did you take? Like, how did you raise your children? When my children were growing up, they were going to the temple majority of the time with my mother. Oh. And uh, they love to go to prashad to eat, you know. Oh, wow. And uh, even my older son, Ben, he drive by the Gurdwara, he always, even in his car, he will stop and matha take from the car. Hmm. And uh, and he believed, my daughter, when she got married, we had two mar- weddings, you know, one Christian, one Gurdwara wedding, because she married to a Singh family, right? And uh, they go to Gurdwara every weekend. And uh, she goes to Gurdwara, she does her own Christian way, what she wants, they never refuse her, and they are happily, she has three children, they go to Gurdwara. And so you and your wife never to... had conflict on what religion you wanted to follow? Or was it... No, you... no, we never argue on that issue. It's, it's up to the children what they feel it, you know. And but... we never force them to do whatever you wanted. Just enjoy your life. Just respect your family. And respect us. Respect your grandmother. My mother lived with us all her life. She passed away two years ago in February. And uh, we never heard anything from my family. My brother is here. His wife is here. My brother's wife is Christian, actually. And uh, she goes to church almost seven days a week. And my brother goes to Gurdwara. So we have no problem with our family, my nephew and nieces and all that. And... well, Even that's really good to hear because that, that means that you've done very, um, you're lucky, you're one of the few lucky ones that didn't have to struggle. Like for Parm, how did your parents, like, are they accepting this now? Or are they still not talking to your sister or are they talking to your sister? Well, yeah, from 95 to 2005, they, they never talked to her. And, um, and then like after 2005, um, obviously we put pressure on our parents too. 
and my other two sisters, and they kind of come around. But no, Ted comes around, and my dad and him will have a beer together, a drink together. So, so do you ever question your dad? What was it that was holding him back? Why wasn't he talking to her? What was it that made him just say, no, I'm not talking to you for 10 years, and then all of a sudden, he decides that now it's okay? Well, I've never asked him that way. I just know why. I think it's just because, like I told you, I mean, growing up like in our town in Leamington in, in England, my dad is a very down, very well-known man and respected too in the community. So obviously his pride and um, and his ego was in the way ultimately. It wasn't really anything beyond that, right? I mean, I mean, he could have not talked to her for the rest of his life and he would have suffered and my sister would have suffered. For what reason? For So he obviously had to come around himself, right? And I think maybe just with myself and my sisters talking to them and educating them, they he came around. So I, I know sometimes even now when he's had a drink, uh, sometimes he still, uh, he still uh, just says, yeah, your sister did the deed. Chancha, you were saying if that... Mad, I, if, he's, if he's mad internally about something else, he still brings it up. Just like, you know. So he's never... He's never going to get over it because he's, that's how they're raised. That's it. It's in his blood. It's in his DNA, right? Right. You yep. know, even if he's accepting, mm. it might be 50-50, but obviously because of us and my sister and Ted, because it's not his fault and the kids, what choice does he have, right? Yeah. Janta, you were saying that your uh, mom lived with you. Uh, yeah. What kind, of yeah. what kind of relationship did uh, your wife, Wendy, and you have with him? You know, my mom, the relationship with my wife was so good, even they don't understand each other's language. <laughs> <laughs> but my mom and my wife, they were like so close, you know, like a, you don't even believe it, you know. And uh, that she died in our house, like last four years, she lived with them when us and my wife look after so much. And my mother used to tell all her friends, you know, I think my daughter-in-law, she's white. She's better than the Indian daughter-in-laws. <laughs> she was so good relationship between each other, you know. It's beautiful. Just, just want to ask, if, if you think there was more acceptance of interracial marriages and, and parents did not force their children uh, not to get married, would there be, would there be that, less interracial marriages? I think... Uh, it, it, Interrelation because the is the usually that your parents, the, your children are afraid from the parents. If I do this, maybe maybe I'm not going to respect uh, respected in the family. So it's up to the parents not to involve on these things, and then I think they will be happy. And I think, to my knowledge, when you mix marriage or different culture, your children will be better off. Different languages. And they know the world more, what different cultures are. If you you always in your culture, you don't know what is going on in other culture, how respectful they are. Like my in-law side, like before I was thinking, you know, you always talk about other culture, oh, our religion, oh, white people, this, but when I got to know them, they high their high classes are like, they are better than our classes, high classes, you know. My, my wife's uh, grandfather was IG police, my father-in-law was Air Force pilot. My mother-in-law was a nurse. And they are so respected. They respect me so much. 
I never believed it when I started visiting their house in 1974 when we were not married since we got married in 78. And they respect me just their own son. So you were lucky. So, you were the lucky one where you got accepted, like both when uh, your wife got um, accepted into the family that, and you got accepted. Even that, even that time, I'm 71 years old now at that time, you know, and uh, respect that my uh, in-laws family was so respectful. They respect me so much. I don't believe any other uh, way around. Well, Bhavana, you know, just being from India, um, I'm going to actually take this to a woman. If there's a woman that decides to go marry interracially, what are the chances of her being disowned? Because, you know, you hear about honor killings, you hear about, you know, people that are that are extremely against it, right? Whereas a boy, does it do they still get away if you're a male that you can still get away with marrying interracially, whereas you're a woman that you're it's not you can't get away with them? Um, well, uh, to a certain extent, I would say yes, because, uh, you know, how the Indian society is, is, you know, mainly, you know, we have a patriarchal society and it's a male dominated uh, socio-cultural environment that, you know, how we are living in. Uh, but ultimately, if if I were to talk about uh, marriages, interracial marriages, I feel that it would totally depend upon the family the kind of race that you are marrying into and how strongly do they feel about it, whether whether they are more open, they are more liberal. You know, like Chanchal just said that he, he got lucky. He was lucked out with on both sides. Uh, however, in India, if you were to ask me, I, I feel that there are people who are more traditional in that sense and they really want to preserve this culture and somewhere they feel that if there is an interracial marriage there would be a you know a dilution in terms of their own culture in terms of preserving of you know their value system that they have and I can even tell you that someone uh, you know near uh, to me got married he brought a Australian wife you know and he came to Delhi and uh, his mother, you know, just in a day, she had a lot of shame uh, in introducing her and in telling her what to wear, how to dress. And she, she had a very tough time, a kind of, uh, you know, making her way through talking to her and she just left the next day. And, uh, and similarly, there have been so many marriages that have fallen apart when you've really gone ahead and had an inter, I mean, uh, intercultural, interracial marriages. I know a lady got married in Sri Lanka, to a Sri Lankan. She's an Indian. And two days, they, two years, they were good. And uh, suddenly they found that they cannot uh, cope up with the, uh, you know, pressure that they are having uh, because of their families, because of their internal differences, and even because they they have lesser shared values and uh, I think in such situations if you have less social support you kind of start feeling very isolated and uh, the lack of acceptance really leads to uh, a greater conflict and a lot of arguments within the couple itself. Well you're listening so to Garm Chai with Karen and Paul um parm how would you respond to this now your sister being female and you know she was disowned now if you look at chanchal chanchal being male it seems like he was accepted with open arms by his family by um everyone around him so he is it because he is male and your sister actually got the stick because or you know pretty much disowned for a while because she was a female um how would you like to respond to that 
It's true what you're saying, absolutely. The uh, acceptance of what a guy does in our culture is more accepting, and the boys don't do wrong. But if it's a girl, uh, definitely it's looked, it's frowned upon more. And why um, is that? Where, again, where does the shame those... lay? Where does the shame lay? Because one is a woman and one is a boy. Where does the shame lay? Because gentle, I mean, did he just get a get out of free uh, get out of jail free card because he was a male? And uh, you know, Pretty like much. yeah, is it, so it is. It's it's got to do with the fact that he was male, and then your sister got um, backlash because she was female. Bhavana, if uh, you have, I'm assuming you have children. Now, if I mean, no, I don't actually. Oh, you, oh, you yes. don't have any children. Okay. So if you yeah, did and your yet. your daughter or your son come to you and say, you know what? Hey, I'm in love with uh, someone from another race. Would you, mm-hmm. uh, with all the changes that that's occurring, uh, what would your response to be and why? Uh, look, uh, I would see the, uh, I mean, firstly, I would uh, not be uh, totally you know, against it. However, I would want to understand uh, their acceptance level. Supposing I, I, uh, you know, she's getting married to a Christian and I would want to know whether their family is, uh, you know, accepting the whole, the whole uh, relationship and uh, do they want him to convert or not? Because I know a lot of people who want you to convert later on. So, and, and first of all, if my child will be okay with that and uh, you know if if he is okay i would say that's fine however if i feel that he's not okay and uh, there there would be a lot of uh, you know misunderstandings due to different backgrounds so th- there has to be a lot of things they have to work their way out you know with with respect to their own internal conflicts the value system and if if they see eye to eye in terms of all those things i would say that yes you know go ahead but if i feel that there is anywhere there is a kind of a conflict that they are uh, that they may get into i would want them to be very very careful before they actually tie the knot and and just go through the whole whole uh, you know thing of how they want the children to be raised what faith they should be following what schooling will they do you know and do they want to stay with us or do they want to live you know somewhere else so i would want them to really think this through before they would actually go ahead and take the plunge because uh, you know i i would i would just say one thing uh, you know being in being in india when i got married there was just one thing that my father told me he said that uh, think of a marriage as a irreversible chemical reaction you can just do it once that's the value system i come from okay so i wouldn't want to see my children tomorrow getting into a relationship where after some time they feel suffocated they feel that they've lost their own identity somewhere what they grew up with i want them to feel happy uh, with themselves with the people and with their in-laws and accepted by everyone but you know the acceptance like I look at Chanchal he seems to be accepted you know from both sides so we're always worried about acceptance but how would we ever know if there is acceptance unless we we don't try it out I mean a parm sister took the dip you know she tried it out I mean you're talking what what is this 10 15 20 years ago parm when your sister took the dip like when she decided to get married 
Uh, well, yeah, she left in 95, yeah. So she probably married around 96, 97. And there were probably more challenging times because at that time, I think interracial oh. marriages were maybe just beginning to surface and people were coming out. So just to there see... There was no internet. There was no TV. There was no radio show. There was nothing. Yeah. Well, that's what I'm kind of surprised. During Janto's time in 1978, there was acceptance. Uh, but now, uh, you know, 30 years uh, in the future, where we think, you know, we there should be more evolution... But we're tending to go backwards because a lot of people that we interviewed, they're adamant and they were very strong that it, there should be no interracial marriages. And, but yet here we are, 30 years after the fact, it seems that we're going backwards. Why is that? Well, I don't know if we're going backwards. Well, Sorry, carry on, Parm. Uh, I think uh, people can only come into a realization when they've suffered. If you've suffered something in your life and you've experienced something, It'll broaden your horizon. If you just go for life, just like a level playing field, and you never suffer any type of drama or pain, then everything's easy, then it's different. But if, if there's some dramatic event that's happened in your life that's traumatizing, if it's through divorce or any other sort of thing like that, then you start to awaken. And a lot of people are sleeping. They're not awake. That's true. Well, the no self-awareness is in there. Oh. Sorry, Dantel, would you like when it came to oh. your siblings and when it came to your family, were you open yeah. to everyone, even your nieces and nephews, even though you understood their culture was a little bit more um, maybe judgmental? I'm not sure which word I would use here. Would you still be accepting that? Yes, my Thaya's daughter, um, she she or he got let's say she would you be accepting of your niece or nephew getting niece getting married to interracially? Okay, I, I gave you an example of my, my uh, nephew. He's 29 years old now. His parents told him, just go find anybody you can find. doesn't matter as long as you are happy. But that's a nephew. What if it was a niece? Would that be, what if, it was, if it was a daughter, would they be okay saying that? Uh, never heard of that. But like, I, like Paul said there, that... Uh, it is stigma in our community. If a daughter gets to marry someone else, it's, they call it's no good. But if a son gets somebody else, it's okay. I know I have my friends. They go to gym. Their children go to gym. Majority of the people I know, their boys are getting married to a different race, different culture. And they are being accepted. You know, some girls coming to visit my son, younger son, live with me in the main floor. His wife is also from different culture. And all those girls coming to our house, they are Spanish, they are this and that, and they are married to going to get married to Indian boys, and the parents are my friends, and they are accepting them. So, so, it, so in your in your circle of friends, there are more they, interracial marriages. They are they are being accepted now, you know, and their few weddings are coming up next year actually, and I know them, and their daughter-in-laws are Spanish and uh, few others and. They are happy, and one of my friends' son got married. He uh, he got married to a Spanish girl, you know, about a month ago. And, and like my friend and his wife are so happy that uh, our son got a good partner. Bob, so, Spanish girls look Spanish girls look Indian anyways. <laughs> it's all about the look. <laughs> I think I, I think the pressure of the parents if if you are strong minded. You have to take the pressure sometime to just ignore it. If you want your life to be happy, it's not the culture, it's not the stigma of the culture. 
if you take that stigma with you, then you're not, not going to be happy. Well, Just you know, forget like, about those things. Yeah. No, like Bhavana yeah, said, yeah, she I, said that I, you're I, taking I, on extra stress. I mean, there's so many stresses to marriage. You know, when you're getting married, there's so much stress that comes with marriage. And now you're getting interracially marriage. And now you've decided an extra stress and, onto yourself. And there's more kids and whatnot, right? Well, because then the children come, the religion comes, the two clashing of the cultures come. How would you how would you respond to that, Bhavana? See, uh, I think uh, what, uh, uh, you know, Param was saying right now, I'm sorry, Chanchu was saying right now is right. Like if, if you will look at the numbers, uh, you know, by 2010, there were 15.5% of all new marriages in the United States, which were mixed, you know. So while the number has definitely gone up, but uh, the rising number of these newly married biracial club couple, do they necessarily translate to a happily ever after? No, not really. Because, because, because the thing is that the couples from different backgrounds, uh, you know, may fall apart because of the failure of handling the differences. Now, he just said that you have to really, uh, you know, think about yourself. You, you, you should not uh, feel judged or you should just look for your happiness. I mean, this might be good initially. You know, in the beginning, you might feel, okay, uh, you know, I mean, if we both agree, just we don't give two hoots about everyone else i mean let's just go and you know make our own home and start our new family etc etc but then you need to realize that you are discounting a lot of other uh you know facts that you will be facing as your life carries on and you will you are failing to recognize actually the the importance of your interfaith marriage because uh well yeah. there could be a lot yeah. See what I, what I'm thinking is if culture like when when two when let's say the South Asian community they get married this is actually I had a conversation with another person I was interviewing and they said that they felt that the same marriage was so important because the community helps you make your marriage work. When you're falling apart, the community steps in and says, be it your thai, chaches, mama, mamus, or, you know, whoever, they'll step in and say, no, you got to make this marriage work. The families will sit yeah, together and make it work. Yeah. Karen, I, I completely agree with you. You see, community plays a vital role in our lives. See, as we have a basic need of food and shelter, everyone has a basic need to feel a sense of belongingness, a sense of belongingness to their culture, to their people, to the language they speak, which could be a huge barrier. I mean, I can tell you, uh, you know, that I have known people when they were dating interracially, uh, they were very, uh, you know, uh, they were not not very comfortable telling their parents that they are romantically involved. And if, if I were to extrapolate it, there are only, uh, you know, there's a study which says that there are only two thirds of the American who says that we are okay to have someone who's not from our own race into our family. So there could be a whole lot of pressure, you know, that, that a whole lot of compromise. And now this compromise is not only by the couple. So the first level of compromises that the couple wants to agree on certain, uh, you know, they have to set certain boundaries. They have to, you know, see how the things will work, but also by the parents on each side. And then comes the extended family, which is very important. You know, well, another thing I want to point out, you know, Bhavana, we're talking now, you know, some people would say that suppression, you know, there was times a lot of it worked in benefit where the families would come together and, you know, one would all one side would be suppressed of, well, you know, why can't you just
just make the roti? Why can't you just do this? So a woman would just learn to yes. accept her role yes. and carry on with suppression. Yes. Now, my question falls to Chanchal then. How did you make it work? I mean, you had it had to be true love for you to stay and make your own marriage work. You didn't have that whole Indian community saying, no, you have to make it work because now it's a foreign place for like you know to you to be interracially married it was probably foreign to your brothers to your siblings to your parents so you had to make it work on your own did it's was true. there ever a time you had to get the families involved and make it work or was it just on you and your spouse no so when you involve your family to work it means you are not strong you're not strong enough yourself you have to work between between you and your your partner to work out if you start asking your friends or families how to work out it means you are not uh, you're not going to be successful at all that's interference from the other uh, member of the community so if you start listening to them letting them interfering in your life of course your life not be not going to be successful but gentle you must you must have ups and downs in your relationship and that that's happen in any life it doesn't matter in your own culture or another culture right. up and down comes but you have to compromise on it but did you ever get your family or your someone else from the community to prepend or sarpanch or anyone involved and to come and never no? never never parma you have a view on this one parma liked i think parma wants to respond well, to you chanchal okay. well it is it is suppression when uh, i mean i went through that when my first marriage is like you know the families would get together and it does put a uh it puts pressure on the person um because they don't want to be disowned um then it becomes financial reasons and you got kids involved and and your education level i mean if you're i mean money does play a big part in things if you become a stronger person if you got money in your pocket and you can do whatever you want so you can do things and how you deal with pain so that system of uh, it is a suppression where families get involved because really what they're doing is they're looking at their own interest interest for the most part anyway the parents don't want to get let down right you can say our oh, daughter's divorced they don't want to say our son got divorced right well guys that's you know ultimate, that's their ultimate agenda actually parm thank you for your input but this is all the time we have for this great debate do you know i had a fabulous time You know, Paul, this has been just, it's been a great show. It has been. Yes. And we'd like to thank, you know, our fabulous panelists and our producer, Raja Shergill. If it wasn't for them, this debate would not have taken place. And we hope this was educational for everyone, mm-hmm. including our listeners. Karen, you know what? What I've taken away from this Gautam debate is even though we live in a multicultural nation, which to me personally means change and acceptance, the movement... to interracial marriages still is slow and is in work in progress it's definitely a work in process but you know each and every individual deserves to be happy in their way of life so let's not wait for change but let's be the change provided the change begin uh, bring positive results and beautifully said we would love to hear from you about this debate and topics that you would like us to debate on garam chai with karen and paul please feel free to email us at garamchai at outlook.com. That's G-A-R-A-M-C-H-A-I-K-P at outlook.com. Until next debate, please Please remain remain safe, safe, healthy, and and have have a wonderful wonderful week. week.